Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. It's a minute past eight. Uh, the newspapers confirmed this morning James Lowe is out and it looks like Jordan Larmer is going to come straight back in. That's uh, what Leo Cullen has been talking about. James Tracy is with us. Uh, we could talk about last weekend, but really this weekend is all that matters from Leinster's perspective. Um, that's going to be a footnote in history no matter what happens. So unless you have anything you really want to talk about last weekend? Uh, not a lot to talk about in terms of that. I don't know. John, it's, it's, it's a very good lesson for a lot of the younger guys. I think uh, the step up from... Um, from kind of you know whether it be the the club uh, and an A level rugby to playing against like proper seasoned men, it, you know you learn you learn quite a lot. And I think a big lesson for um, for a lot of the young guys is, is when you're playing at the lower level, you can kind of stay within your own head and you can just play what's in front of you. But you kind of have to be a step ahead at the next level. I think that showed time after time when you know your job isn't always done. Um, so I'll give you a small example. There was a, a line-out kind of in around the, the turning point of the game uh, in around, I think it was about 29 minutes. And, you know, Leinster take the ball at the front. Um, but the um, oh, the the second row, um, long hair guy, I can't think of his name. For Leinster? Norday, oh, is it? No. Uh, um, anyway, flies through the back of the line and, and attacks Nick McCarthy. Uh, and and there's an example of of not understanding that you know you win the ball at the front. If you're at the back of the line out, your job then transfers from okay, you're not lifted anymore. You got now have to block the guys coming through just so your nine can pass the ball and you exit in your terms. While lack of experience, you kind of you switch off for a second. An experienced second row flies through on the scrum half. You know they deal with it okay and they they exit, but it's not on their terms. And that yeah. was kind of the story of the day. It was like it's kind of a relief that my tiny part of the job is done. You're breathing out. You're relaxing. Yeah, you're taking that mental breather, and, and that's it. But yeah, and to go over there to play like in that kind of, I guess, probably heat as well. Against it's a new experience for them. It probably there is there is a learning there for them. It's like you know, maybe it's not as easy as I thought. Kind of at this stage, like, and you get a hammer and you like you rethink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the South Africans are just very, very big, abrasive men, and they've like they're very clever in how they play as well you know like I, I watched that game back and they were very tactical and how they attacked the you know and took advantage of you know the lack of street smarts um, and you know you only learn those street smarts by unfortunately going through painful days like that and you learn more from those days than you do from from the wins unfortunately for uh, for a lot of those guys the, the press conference Leo Cullen's press conference is interesting because it's like um, I imagine they're generally fairly low key events and he's, he's bristling he's taken umbrage at the suggestion that they, they're buying success what did you make of it? Uh, like the that narrative is mad like the, mm. the buying success you know like all, all of uh, all of the guys who, you know, who are now well paid have earned that through coming up through the ranks you know and yes there is a lot of central contracts in Leinster but there wasn't at one point like Mm. they've earned those contracts and you know the that whole we bought the success is is a it's a cop out narrative you know for for the the team that Leo's built over a long time and like 
everyone like is quick to forget like the the state we were in back then you know and, and uh, we were nowhere near winning anything and, and we couldn't keep up the narrative was that the French teams were buying success mm. um, and you had that like amazing Toulon team that uh, Johnny Wilkinson yeah yeah exactly it was like a dream team and you know there was no nothing in sight for any other team that you could possibly compete with these guys so I think it's it's a it's a bit of a cop out in my opinion um, to to kind of come at the success you know and I say success you know, we we still haven't won uh, enough European Cups for, for our liking in, in how dominant we've been um, in the last few years and I think that'll be a big uh, driver for for this group um, but again like they want it's all external noise to them but you know I'm allowed to get pissed off and, and, and say you know it's, it's not fair for the hard work that goes on that they're saying they've bought the success it's also like totally open to the English RFU and the French RFU to have central contract. But they've decided not to do that, and so therefore it's not comparing apples with apples. Like yeah, it's, it's exactly not the yeah. same. Yeah, and, and I think like they've just done a really good job at, at keeping quality players. Um, you know, and, and none of them really like you have the likes of of uh, of James Lowe, who would have been someone who came over. You know, where you know you could somehow spin an argument there, but again, he wasn't. You wouldn't have foreseen the player he's become. He was all, he was a very talented winger, but he's become you know like a, one of the best wingers in the world. Uh, but again, it's not like he was he was who he is now when he when they when he was brought over uh, by Leinster. It's it, they've built up the the team they have, and and in fairness, I think all the provinces have done quite well with uh, the farm player signings and. Uh, like it's a testament to the job that goes on between the provinces and the IRFU. It's also interesting, just to, we haven't touched on the, the coaching side of this just yet, but um, Ron Nagara was speculating about Goodman perhaps being part of the new New Zealand coaching structure. That would be a bit of a loss, but they've obviously replaced Stuart Lancaster with the you know, uh, titular head coach of South Africa. It kind of shows the standing in world rugby at the moment where you're getting an international head coach, granted who is second in command, it seems like, to, to Razi. Um, to come, so that's a that's a good sign. Is is he a cultural fit? Is it is it obvious that South African rugby can work at Leinster, or is that something that they think is going to be complementary? Is there any concerns about that from a stylistic perspective? I wouldn't say concerns. I'd say it's definitely going to be new, which is good. Uh, from the point of view of of uh, getting a fresh voice, fresh uh, look on outlook on the game, I think that can only be a good thing. Uh, fairness, like you look at how successful South Africa have been, and they definitely, you know, we've discussed that maybe you know sometimes aren't the prettiest to watch, but my God, are they effective? And why not get someone from you know inside that camp who's been leading that, like one of the best parts of their game, uh, you know, to hopefully bring that over to Leinster and strengthen uh, up our defence and make us one of the best defences in the world you know we've already a good defence but it can only be a good thing uh, in my opinion but like time will tell um, and the Goodman thing like the I, I don't know enough about the intricacies of attacking play um, I know Lancaster would have been involved in a lot of it too so would that be a significant loss would they be looking to replace him with somebody of similar standard if he was to go yeah, is that con- is it it's rumor? Not, no, it's not confirmed. Ron O'Gara was the one who was talking about it at the weekend, saying, you know, it hasn't been confirmed, but I wouldn't be terribly surprised if he was part of the new New Zealand coaching ticket. And it seems to make sense. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I'd have to unless it was it was actually legit and Rogers wasn't. Uh, you know, he loves he loves a few mind games. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, he, he's a massive. I, I have a lot of respect for him. I got my first cap with, with Goody back in the day, uh, and uh, he, he got it is the week before, and he came full circle. I couldn't believe it had been ten years, and it's amazing. Just again, learning from different environments and what he brought in, and uh, you know, he'd always have he'd have a theme for every week, and it was just a different way of doing it. And, and you know, I talked about to keep you fresh. Uh, yeah, it would freshen the mind. Yeah, yeah. freshen the mind, and I have like a focus for that week, uh, and, and one that really kind of stuck with me. And it's on the point of the that the young guys would have learned about like a pit stop, you know, and how there's 20 people who might only be changing the bolt in a tire, but if they don't do their job, then you, it doesn't work. You know, everyone is affected by that one person not doing their job, um, and you know, little things like that, and just. You know, it's, instead of just going through the same, you know, these are the plays, this yeah. is the whatever. It was a different, uh, fresh outlook on it, and, and he had a different way of doing a lot of things. Um, I think he's been an unbelievable addition, and you know, before he he went away anyway, he would have been a very liked guy. So you're coming from that's a good place to start is, yeah. is to be liked. Not so, necessarily important. It's okay not to be liked, but he, he's an absolute legend, and he's he's very um, right. It's very good way of looking at the game. Uh, like that's not. Um that's not just I have a really good idea about attacking shape this week which is going to help us win the game or uh, he has that too that's what I was going to say exactly yeah. it's, it's, it's a much more full picture um, which would suggest he's like a, very important yes I would say anyone in that coaching staff uh, right now is very important uh, just because of the caliber of, of what you have like you've Robin McBride um you know who's you know he was he was the, coming from the Lions and uh, from Wales. He's an incredible. Again, he was a, diff- a different way of of playing the game and a different way of doing things. Um, like, how he, do they make them all fit? All the players, all the all of the different like ideas Sorry, and yeah. you know what I mean. Um, how do they all cohesively? Yeah. Well, they're all in their own in their own lane. You know, like right. yeah, yeah. You've different ways of doing things, but you have your team meeting and then you break up, up into your, your you know you have your forwards you have your backs you know um, and then you have your your attack and your, your like defence you know so they're all kind of like separate entities you know and, and everyone um, has their own area that they're you know an expert in and they get to take control of that the, obviously the position groups have their conversations about you know the specific elements of the game but at some point when you're talking attack and defence that's a cohesive everybody in the squad has to understand the same thing right yeah there's going to be a moment in the game where we're going to go and we're going to attack when the ball in that unstructured environment um does everybody is everybody in the same conversation for that is that like a a, a group presentation with a powerpoint basically <laughs> well it depends so if you're talking about uh open field defense it's everyone but if you're talking about set piece like you know we're not going to be talking about how the backs defend off a of scrum but we you know it's it's important for uh, for say me and the back rows uh, to understand the effect of what we're doing has on the on yeah. the backs. So if you can go a specific direction, it gives everybody more or less time. Exactly, yeah. And and then like one thing that I learned in my career was uh, to sit in on you know usually you know, whoever does the the line out defense comes up with the line out defense plan um, has quite a knock on effect. If you don't, if you're not involved in it, because you know, if you could go, you're trying to steal the ball all the time. It puts it on a team you're playing against has has really good attack uh, into the seam that I talked about in between the backs and the thing, and the and the line out. 
you're snookered if if, the, if you've gone chasing the ball up the front they've won it anyway and you're now on your own with no one around you and you're, you've like wingers and like scrum you know with likes of DuPont and like flooding into your channel you're, you're screwed so you need to make sure that the line-edit plan is aligned with the team you're playing against and not just this part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you figure out, like, the meetings you have to be in and the meetings you're not in because a lot of them, uh, well, not a lot of them, but half of them would be player-led and half of them right. uh, would be would be coach-led. And that's a, that's encouraged from the coaches to, to have your own kind of unit meetings. Right, okay. That is really interesting because it means that everybody then has responsibility and a deeper understanding of what the game plan is. So this week for Toulouse, for example... Um, we, we, you were talking about was it uh, one of the Toulouse players talking about what they've learned Richie Arnold yeah. uh, talking about what um, they've learned from the semi-final last year win the collision strong set piece and just defence but it's obviously that's not going to be enough yeah I, th- I, I thought it interesting and uh, the the difference in in the kind of like the French way of playing rugby versus uh, you know Ireland would think their way through a game as well as all as well as physicality all of the nuts and bolts of a game but also you know we're, we're trying to evolve every week and we're thinking our way through the game and I feel maybe you know that's a turning point for them in terms of you know they're like okay well you know definition of sanity try the same thing over and over again and, and uh, expect a different result you know they, they've had um, a few losses against us in the Aviva and they're like you know okay what do we need to do here we're trying the same thing it's not working our you know just backing our talent and our flair yeah what do, what deeper how much deeper do we need to look into this um, so interesting take um, it'll be more interesting to see how they action it you know and, and like um, if you look at line outs you know, you, you can't defend everywhere, and if you try to defend everywhere, you're, you're defending nowhere because you just get pulled around and you win. And you'll see, you'll notice a lot of teams will let the other team win it at the front because if you let them win it at the front, at least you know you can have a plan. Yeah. So cause you're like, we're giving them obviously giving them the front. We have a plan, but you can also come up with moves of okay, we know they're going to give us the front. Okay, what can we do to manipulate that? That's where you see the short line. Exactly. Yeah, and, and and also you see, you know, I talked about in the Ireland game where they had them all they got it moving forward, and then they cross field kicked because they had everyone sucked in. Or like, if you can get them all moving forward at the front, all of a sudden you have the whole pitch to attack against uh, for the backs. But you have to commit the forwards by getting them all moving forward. So there's ways around everything, but it's a game of chess and seeing what will they come up with to try pressure Lancer. You've all the different kind of match. Matchups. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be a great game. Uh, it does have the potential to be a really great game. It does have also the potential for Leinster to lose. Like this is, according to the bookmakers, it's not really Seven point game. Yeah. yeah. Where are the vulnerabilities? Where will Toulouse say, okay, we can actually, can actually hurt them here? Well, I think any great game. That's the, what makes it great is you, both teams can lose. I think, like you know, going in assuming we're going to win would be incredibly dangerous, especially against like the like the players they have, like mm. some of the best players in the world. So, you know, that's it's not going to be in their heads that oh we might lose this. It's like it's a very we don't play well. We're definitely going to lose this. So, where can they lose? Yeah, you know, look at that French Ireland game uh, in the Aviva, like one of the best games you know, probably of the year probably in a long time and it was just a slugfest and I think like that's what I'd love to see is an absolute slugfest of like two teams all out attack um, you know, and at the same time trying to manipulate each other with their defence in certain ways, going after each other at set piece I don't want to be too general here scrum, I feel like 
they will probably try target that. Not that it's a, a weakness, but I feel like they might try target it in in past kind of big French games. It seems to be a way for them to get access. That's very traditional talking, but you know you tend to go back in the big cup games. You tend to go back to sorts. They've you know he said Arnold said about you know been clever and how they defend off line out and an open phase. We'll see if they've come up with a, a plan to deal with Ireland's phase play attack. I would be confident to think that they are oversimplifying how many variations that we we'd be able to play off of the the phase attack but again that's a, a subtle bit of confidence that I'd have that, that they're thinking it's a lot simpler than it is it's so probably explain more that to to people so um in terms of the variations that we can have off phase attack it means that we can do multiple different things no matter what we see, yeah. So, so when you have a, a forward run to the line and he's a guy either side of him, and, and you you have the the out half uh, in behind, he can he's four op- options there. He can carry the ball, he can pass it inside to the guy. If you if the if the inside defender comes to to do, do a double hit, he'll dump it inside and make a line break. If the outside guy comes in, he'll give it to the outside forward, and if this guy bites in, he'll play it at the back to the ten, and then the next four guys in the defense are screwed. Um, you know, a lot of teams can look at that, and if you, if you don't drill a properly and do it for long enough, your only options might be carry or play it at the back to the out half. And and I fear that uh, not on fear, but like if you, if you think that's all that's all that 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 there is to it, um, you know, you're you're going to get yourself in a bit of trouble. But uh, listen, there's, there's plenty of, of variations and options off of off of rocks and. Um, you know, attacking kicks uh, that I think both teams will have, and uh, I just hope that the you know the really ta- it's dry days, like the really talented guys can yeah. can play and, and and put on a show. Le- Leinster don't want it to be like they don't want it to be unstructured though, because if it is, Dupont just comes into his own. Is that no? I I I would say like you want it to be a slugfest. Yeah, you like something about like being in a game like that where it's incredibly good to play even though you know you're playing with fire in terms of like the likes of Pont and Tamak and all but like that's why you were born to play yeah exactly I said like my favourite weeks uh, when I was playing was prepping for weeks like this because Mm. you had to be so mentally switched on because you were playing against such talent as well as all the normal stuff you have to prep for your week of knowing all your roles and all the different bits um and bloody remembering to catch and to do all the like simple things, it, but it's it's just never switching off for a second with those kind of talented guys because he just they can make something out of absolutely nothing. And I think there's a there's a real satisfaction out of out of winning those sorts of games. Is, you don't want to have it easy. And th- this is someone just coming from like I'm, I'm in and out of rugby. The other three provinces with Leinster's dominance. Does everyone in Ireland want Leinster to win this game? No, no. So where would the split be of the Connacht, Ulster, and Munster fans on this? Well, like I'd be shocked if they wanted Leinster to win. Like mm. so uh, it's more of a, there is actually a rivalry in the sense we need to get up to Leinster's level, and we don't want them to kind of be dominant over the rest of us. I think you'll be doing well to find one person in Limerick or Cork that is going to be shouting for Leinster. Uh, one ever in the history, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and and go away. Like Belfast, I you know I I very very much doubt it, and that's fine. That's like that's how it should be. That's how yeah. it should be. Yeah, and like I respect that. Like you're, it's a tribe mentality, and and uh, 
I'm okay with that you know like it's it's what makes the competition uh, when you play the derby game so good and the hostile environment and, and what are the fourth province in the top seven in the URC is it so like the, the, the if there is a rising tide lifts boats like the standard of Irish rugby is insane at the moment really yeah no it is it's good like listen as I, I said um, a couple of weeks ago it's probably the one of the best times um, to be an Irish rugby supporter um, you know we're, we're, we're flying it but uh, we've, we've we've won now the, the Grand Slam and, and Six Nations uh, amazing um, but there's there's bigger uh, bigger fish to fry for, for the country and, and for, for the club guys this is the pinnacle of their year so mm. nothing's won yet and unfortunately you, uh, you can finish top of the league and you know win every game in the URC in, in, uh, until you get to the to the final it, mm. it doesn't matter really Speaking of bigger fish to fry right um with Sexton injured and we're uncertain about when he's <laughs> he's going to be back or available um, big big opportunity for Ross Byrne just to remind everybody that there's no real debate anymore that he has cemented himself as the heir apparent and um, that's why games like this they I mean they obviously have meaning in and of themselves but they do have much more greater significance as well yeah there's a lot of subplots uh, but, uh, but I feel like Ross has played in a lot of big games in the last couple of years and I, I probably they've probably gone under the radar uh, you know because you know, they were kind of like the first knockout game or you know like a uh, like even semi-finals and stuff but I I'm 100% confident that it'll be a, a seamless uh, change for, for him to be in there and, and no one's saying that he's he's um he's Johnny like he's his own player he's his own attributes um you know Johnny be missed in his own way but I feel like Ross is gonna uh, really like is cause a lot of problems aspects, like? uh well he's I'd say yeah like definitely he's definitely got better attributes like his crossfield kicking uh I'd say is 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 better um, and, and I'm sure there's there's another couple that are escaping me now, but uh, he's definitely has, he's he's a different. Like we, uh, the last day we we're talking about the different attributes of the different uh, out halves. You know, you, you've you've Frawley and and he brings something different to Harry, and it's it's good to have different flavors mm-hmm. uh, out of half because it means you find the right fit for your team, and 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 that's what you go with, and whatever style you want to play. Um, but this this. Like the last three years, I think Ross Byrne's really grown into that role as a leader off the pitch as well as on the pitch. And everybody does that at their own pace, right? Because I remember um, talking to Lancaster at the start of his career at Leinster and he was talking about how there was a big piece of work to be done on the young leaders who were coming through and somebody like Gary Ringrose and even uh, Robbie Henshaw like they were quiet they were they're naturally quiet but they're not anymore you know you can you can hear Ringrose talking and you can see him having evolved into somebody who would be a natural captain if it was but three or four years ago that wasn't the case right it just and that's just how this all works I can only imagine how difficult it is to be seemingly the number two out half and then your younger brother comes along and everybody's talking about him mm. and then eventually you get your opportunity and you're ready for it at this stage so it's been quite the comeback yeah and I think it's been great for for Irish rugby that we've gotten Leinster and Irish rugby that we've gotten so many uh, now, isn't it? pardon Leinster and Irish rugby is the same thing that depends who you're talking to <laughs> <laughs> um, well yeah so so I think it's been great for, for everyone that, that they've gotten the opportunities that they have um, it's given time Ross time to mature 
uh, as a player, as a person, off the field as well, because that matters, and uh, time in the saddle. Joe, you know and sometimes it's okay to be written off because it lights a fire in you, you know, of, of proving everyone wrong. And now I'm speaking for him here, but I know I'd be using that as motivation. And was he ever written off, though, or was he just like... I think so. Like, uh, like yeah. It, it, Where's he going to go? Where, mm. could, could he end up at Ulster? Like, this, like, yeah. you know, like Harry Byrne was effectively anointed yeah. as the successor. And he's like, well, hang on, I've literally played like 200 yeah, years. And yeah, it yeah. was it was Joey... Then it was Harry, and, and you know, and then it was like, was it Frawley for a brief while, and then you know, Crowley. It, it's a, uh, it's it's been a long time of kind of like looking for everyone else but him, and, and I'm sure he he's using that thing? as as uh, fuel. He's never said it out loud, yeah, but, like, but it's probably in his head, like, yeah, but like yeah. He's, your competitor, like. yeah, you put yourself in issues. What would you be thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be exactly the same. Your competitor and like. You you got to use that fuel for something good, you know. You go two ways with it; it either beats you up or you use it as fuel. And and like looking at how far he's come now, um, he has to be using that as fuel. What an opportunity! That we yeah, what the a, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 you know, if, if you look at the likes of uh, of Joey Carberry now, like that's the sort of fuel now he needs to to use. Mm. You know, where he, he was in the opposition, but now it's it's all of a sudden it's an opportunity for him now to sh- to prove everyone wrong mm. um, and that's the way you kind of have to look at the setbacks Luke Fitzgerald saying that he might be better focusing as a fullback for the rest of his career have you any thoughts on that or uh, like he was a, he was a like an unbelievable fullback when uh, when he I played with him last and, and he's moved down to uh, to Munster and, and he's been the, the second fiddle um uh, Irish out half to the, probably the best of all time, and there was never a question about him not being a good enough out half until you know he's a little bit of a uh, an injury run and, and a dip in form, so he can play either, and that's the like the the benefit for him. Can I just ask you about John McKee? Uh, one of the other reasons I have uh, little sympathy with the oh Leinster getting everything. Like John McKee's from Belfast and could easily be playing for Ulster if yeah. they scouted it properly and developed him as a player. They didn't, and now here he is coming off the bench. And uh, what level is he at? How close is he to, you know, because it, it seems pretty seamless at the moment. But Yeah, John's, like, great character. Came in and, uh, you know, like, it's funny. I was that, like, a little annoying, uh, eager beaver of coming in. But all he wanted to do was learn. He went, you know, he'd be, you know when you train, I was, uh, we'd only ever, like, we never really do full contact too often but you know you're going at about 70% and it'd be whatever and like when you come in as a young fella and I was this young yeah, fella for a long time you're always going at 90 to 100% <laughs> uh, so you know he comes in and like especially if you're in your position you're a little kind of runt but he, I have so much respect for the work he did off the field to, to to fast track him to where he is now because he's so much further along than than uh, than I'd, certainly I was at, at his age, but um, than he would be if he didn't put in all the work uh, off the field uh, because he has the on field attributes. You know, he's, he's he's strong, he's aggressive, he's a good game understanding, but uh, he's a he's a student of the game. So, um, so it yeah, sounds like he smashed you a few times in training. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And but, after training, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, yeah, one of the, I listened. There's plenty there, uh, and and I have to say, uh, back in the day, my, it was myself, 
Dan Levy and Tyg Byrne were the annoying ones and uh, we'd get the head poked off us every uh, every Tuesday so and rightly so looking back we didn't realise how annoying we were until, oh it's very important right <laughs> yeah keeping everyone sharp yeah totally you need those characters to train otherwise um, training gets stale yeah uh, sorry we almost have no time for this but Jack Conan had a really interesting piece at the weekend where um, they they found I think it was a cyst was the description of it um, when they were looking for something else in one of his um imaging that he was having done you know it's a fairly remarkable discovery and his form has improved massively since because he was he was um tired from it the strain and stress that you guys put your bodies through if you stopped to think about it you'd be pretty concerned about it yeah it's a uh, you know it's rugby is you know it's it's a very uh you know it's it's a it's a violent attritional game but you know like like all kind of combat sports, uh, it's just you know it's, it's it's good to watch the kind of gladiators go to war and and all that side of thing. So it is it's it's a hard game on your body and on your mind, um, and not easy for him. You know he would have, he'd been coming off the highs of of that Lions tour. You know he's a test starter um, and, and an unbelievable player, and, and it's definitely been. Uh, very hard year mentally for him more than than physically. Now I didn't know that he was running on empty, but you know mentally when when you see someone come and and take your jersey and that's what Kalen did. You know he he took it. He, he his, it was his form that got it. Um, it's not easy, especially when you know he was he was the main man months before, like not even like a year before. It yeah. was like months before he was you know the best player in the British Irish Isles for that position, uh, and and you know it, it's not an easy pill to swallow. But at least he's gotten to the root of of, of what was holding his uh, his energy back, and and he can get back now to to push in for that position. So uh, who who plays in the back row? Baird is fit this weekend. What what do you expect to happen? Looks like Baird will be fit. Looks like Van der Fleer will be fit. So suddenly they have everybody available. Yeah. I would say they will go with um, Josh, at seven, obviously, um, Kaelin, eight, and um, probably Jack at six, um, with Baird off the bench covering back row and second row. Right. Um now, I could be wrong on that, but um, that's probably what I do. I think Jack gives you a good liner option. He's bulky, he's good, uh, he's a really good six. Um, and then I think, like, keep Kalen in in, uh, in at number eight. You know, he's, he's still in flying form, and hopefully um, Josh can kind of pick up where he left off. Um, it's only been a short injury, so yeah. uh, it's pretty straightforward, that ankle injury. Like, it's it's probably the most common one in rugby and it's like they've done it about 50 times or not 50 times about 100 times right many French coming over actually for the game I have no idea mm, no idea yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the French French supporters are class yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. they always Make bring game proper colour amazing this year I thought it yeah yeah love it James good stuff enjoy the game thanks a million OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now